Hey, Mafia, this is Brian with Breaking Tables, a Buffalo Fanatics podcast. And today's episode is going to be really interesting because I, I, every show that I've had, it's always been a bunch of you know dudes, frat boys, and guys just talking about the bills. But this time, uh, we're going to make it a little interesting. I've got a special guest, Bill's girl, a.k.a. Jenny Malloy. Hi, Jenny. Welcome to the show. Hey there. How's it going? Thank you so much for being being part of today's show. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, no, awesome. And I do have another panel. Uh, we got Bree from Buffalo Fanatics. Hey, Bree, what up? Hi. And uh, last but not least, my favorite aunt of all time, Mary Willett. Hey, Mary. Hi, Hi Brian. Hey, can I call you Mary or it's got to be Aunt Mary? No, you can call me Mary. I'm good with that. Can we call you Aunt Mary? You can call me Aunt Mary. Everybody calls me Aunt Mary. You know, Bree and I were discussing how everyone in Rochester or Buffalo has an Aunt Mary somehow. Yeah. yeah it's, true. It's, true. it's true. Well, th- this is uh, Aunt Mary, the same Aunt Mary, a.k.a. Aunt Mimi, who once told me that Santa Claus did not exist. Whispered in my ear during a uh, Christmas function at my grandma's house, Brian, Brian, there's no such thing as Santa Claus. That they hide the presents underneath the bed. And I was just like, Jesus oh, Christ, I waited 22 I'm, years to figure that out. I'm Thanks. telling you, this boy had a bad dream and he has believed this ever since because I never did that. <laughs> he still says that I told him there was no Santa, but if he remembers it, then maybe it happened. I don't know. So you crushed his dreams of Santa, but you instilled the bills in his heart. So I, I think you haven't said <laughs> exactly. in the family. It comes from my father, who is his grandfather, and it's passed down through the generations, and it's still going strong. Awesome. Love you too, Amir. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> ladies, guess what? We're in the AFC championship game. Uh, I do want to talk about that. But before we talk about this, um, we, uh, we got, again, Bill's girl here who um, just her, her voice of an angel and just the plus you have the, the prettiest dog in the world. I, I love what is your dog's name? I got to ask that. Uh, our dog's name is Annie Oakley. Annie Oakley. Yep, Annie. Annie for short, but Annie Oakley was part of uh, a Buffalo Bills Wild West show. And so it was a fun compliment uh, to the Bills. And you only have one, just the one dog, right? The one. Yeah, the one dog, and she's a handful. So, Bree, you have any? you have any dogs or anything? I have three. I actually just got two puppies, like, the beginning of my oh, winter man. break. So that was really exciting. What kind mm-hmm. of puppies? They're Pomeranians. We got one white one and one black one, and we named them Kai and Bo. Oh, cute. So fluffy. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. And I know my Aunt Mimi, she loves, uh, she has a boxer. She loves boxers, had boxers pretty much her whole life. Um, guys, yeah. w- this is the perfect class because we're all animal lovers here. And except yeah. that Bill's Girl is, is definitely uh, more popular uh, and she shows it in her amazing videos. Um, <laughs> so if, if, if my listeners who, who never heard you, which they, they'd have to be living um, definitely under a rock if they've never heard of you, basically you, you create these parody songs that are Bill's theme. Yeah. Um, we just had, uh, Bill's dad on a few episodes back and it just, what you guys do for this community is amazing. Um, win, lose, it's just, you, you, you lifts everyone's spirit up and we just saw your Josh. I just saw your Josh Allen one that you just posted. Uh, that, that was, that was cool. Ellen, 
Ellen with the dinosaurs in the end. Dude, it was just like what? Uh, so I, I, how long? I know these these the videos are only like you know a couple minutes long for the the length of the song. How long? Just can you tell us how long it takes to process a two minute video? Uh, how many takes and just oh. the background behind that? People don't realize it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's 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 a lot it's a lot of work. It's a little bit more work than I care to admit. Um, but I have fun doing it and I like the production process. Um, so I would say, you know, I try to do it in my free time outside of work. Um, so I'll write the lyrics and that's my step one. I'll record the vocals next. And that makes it easy for me to the video recording to switch outfits. Um, because then all I have to do is, you know, word. (laughs) <laughs> the lips where uh, uh, mouth the words that I'm saying. Um, so yeah, I'll have a day of production, a day of editing, um, and it it takes about three days to create a song. So and, and they're absolutely brilliant. In them, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have fun. I I definitely have fun. I just got a, a green screen, so I was playing around with that. Uh, in this last one with the video footage in the background. And actually, you know, I used that clip from Jurassic Park 3 um, where the dinosaur says, Alan, it's such a horrible movie. Um, And I feel like that clip exemplifies the horribleness of that movie, unfortunately, since it's (laughs) so good. Um, But we had this idea to use that in a clip. And originally it was going to be a conversation with me and the team about whether or not we put in Josh Allen or Nate Peterman. <laughs> and at the time, Josh oh, Allen no. was injured. And so and we kept putting in Peterman. He kept throwing interceptions. I think he threw like five interceptions in the first half of that one game. Um, and so it was like, hey, guys, you know, maybe we should, you know, should we put in Peterman or Allen? And then it would be the dinosaur going, Allen. <laughs> Are you sure? Because, you know, Alan is really injured and, you know, I, I don't think it's safe for him to go back in. And then it would just be the dinosaur again going, Alan. Oh, okay. Okay. So got it. Yeah, that's the best idea. So of all these videos that you've made and you've made, uh, everybody, you got to check out her YouTube page because there's just video after video after video. Um, I'm surprised that you haven't won a Grammy yet because some of the stuff is pretty amazing. All of the stuff is pretty amazing. Excuse me. Um, what I got to ask, what was your, like your, your, you woke up one day. Okay. You woke up one day. You're like, Oh, you know what? Guess what I'm going to do today. I'm going to sing about the Buffalo bills and it's going to be epic. So this is how I'll do it. Like what, what walk us through that on how you started doing these, these, these awesome videos and you're just your facial, your fandom. Sure. So I, I've always been a very shy person. Um, it wasn't until college that it kind of came out of my shell. And so I've always loved to sing, but I was too nervous to sing in front of people and my voice would just shut down. And so I kept exploring this idea of one, just singing in front of people. Um, and I remember when it was actually when the bills were 16 years out of the playoffs. And with that Miami dolphins game, we sealed 17 years out of the playoffs and we were so bummed. And actually at the very beginning of that season, I think we had lost our first two games. And, you know, according to the data, we had about a 10% chance of making the playoffs that year. And so I actually started writing that song, Bills Are 16, going on 17 years out of the playoffs. 
Um, and so I recorded the song and that, and I put it out on the internet and I was terrified. And <laughs> this is where it goes. Yeah. And a, a page picked it up and it, it started going viral. And before I knew, I had friends calling me from all over the US because they played it on NPR, on National Public Radio as part of wow. the show. Brian Green played it um, and I got featured in the Wall Street Journal, which was absolutely nothing. Uh, and so the following season, I was like, I gotta keep writing these songs, but I wanted to only write songs that made me happy and inspired me and that I found amusing because constantly people are sending me songs, but I'm not a rock singer. I, I'm not a professional singer either. I'm not right. trying to be a professional singer. I'm just trying to bring levity to what was a really traumatic time for Bills fans. Um, and so I, uh, I, I was like, all right, I'm going to sing musical theater. I'm going to sing Disney if I want to. Um, and then I remember when you talked about like those moments where you're like, oh, I'm going to write this song. One of those moments was actually, it was the end of the bill season and I posted something on my Instagram that said, this year for the Super Bowl, I'm rooting for not the Patriots. Yes, I saw that. And it went nuts. And I was like, wow, there is something that brings all football fans together, no matter what team they're rooting for. There was this mutual dislike of the Patriots. And Patriots fans then knew it. They'll admit to it because, you know, when you're on top, who cares? Haters. For so hate. many years, so many years. so many years. I don't feel bad for them. I am guilty of rooting for the underdog. Even, Thank you know, when, when Lamar Jackson went out this last game and Henny goes in, I, I found myself like rooting for this backup QB on this team that we're facing. Obviously, I didn't want them to win. But, um, Come on, fella. Don't be too bad, you know? <laughs> the underdog. It's my my guilty uh, uh, confession. But uh, I, I after I saw that post, I started thinking of songs. And I didn't want to write a song that was like, you know, malicious toward the Patriots. And I thought of We Are the World because it was all about everyone coming together on a common ground. And uh, and that's how I came up with Just Not the Paths to the tune of We Are the World, one of my favorites that I did with a ton of my friends. Brie, what, what, what was your favorite one that you told me earlier? <laughs> I really just liked the I'm dreaming of a Bill's Christmas just because this year really is just great. So it fit the vibe super well. Yeah. And and I guess to give a fun tribute to Trey White in that one, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Mary, what's well, your favorite one? Besides I, all of them. <laughs> I am I know. I'm kind of an emotional person. So my favorite was your get well video to Jim Kelly. Oh. Yeah, that was yeah. really nice. And thank you for saying that. Um, yeah. we, we've lost uh, several family members of cancer and just, um, you know, people out there are fighting and, and that's that's the beauty of, you know, you doing what you do is you you, you find a common ground and you make people um, kind of like for a, for a, a half a second, they, they you make them just forget about reality and, and make them smile. And it's 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 amazing what you do. It's It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. 
so I got I got a couple of them. One one of them was the uh, the Bohemian Super Bowl, the Bohemian Super Bowl, and um, that, that was a, I just love that song and the way you did it was really fun. So I got to ask though, the Stadium of Buffalo Love, mm-hmm. did they ever contact you guys? No, never. Oh, <laughs> I, I, that was so cool. I thought that was so cool. What you guys did. I've never been contacted by the Bills organization or the stadium. Um, so, and, and it's absolutely fine. I remember when I had my first song out, I had all these articles in the Democrat and Chronicle and, you know, different newspapers. And they were all like, maybe you could sing the national anthem next. Right. And I oh, thought, that wow. was one of my questions. I got to cross that off. Dude. <laughs> that, was, that was my thought. You that would be it. so cool. I have applied to sing the national anthem at a Bills game like five times. Um, and so, you know, it's it's uh, it's kind of like, all right, you know, wh- why do I do what I do? I do what I do because I love our, our Bills family. I love this organization. I love the story of our team and how everyone rallies behind them. And in the meantime, this is a really wonderful creative outlet for me because outside this, I, I don't get to sing anymore. This is this is like such a gift for me. That's that's you awesome. Start a petition to have I, sing the national anthem. Bill's Mafia. Okay, we have a special request here. Yep. If we can get Bill's Girl, aka Jenny, to go ahead and sing the national anthem, let's make that a thing. Let's just pack, pack this pot around. Let's make this pod go virus, and we all can make her sing uh, at the national anthem. But that would be awesome. Yeah, uh, check out the dream list. <laughs> um, where, where are you from? Uh, originally from Rochester, New York. Rochester, okay. And Bree, you're from Rochester too, aren't you? I'm from Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're out. We're out, I'm from the uh, a small town called York, New York, outside of Geneseo, uh, in between Geneseo and Batavia. Uh, I mean, I, we're so small. Our our school alma mater was like that's how like. Yeah, we're so backwoods. And then Mary is actually even more backwoods where I think like half of the residents are all related. Right? Is that a, is that yeah. a thing, Mary? I live in Portageville, which is just outside of Letras State Park. There's it's there's about 400 people in my town. And I grew up in Warsaw, which if you're from Rochester or in Buffalo, you may know Warsaw. Yeah, it's in Poland. I'm from okay. like Angola area. It's, it's like a little more north. Nice. Right. Mickey Rats, right? Like I, I can't ask me any about landmarks or anything, but ask me where bar is. Oh yeah, you're that area from. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Like, like every day there in the summers. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Jenny, so this, this this year has been nothing but um amazing for what we've been doing. Yeah. And it's it's I mean, we're in the AFC championship. This this past game, this this past week, when 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 uh, Teron Jones returned that interception for 101 yards, can you can you walk us in what was feel, what you were going through right like at that moment? That that was a moment of of hope for me. I love moments like that because I think it changes the entire game. It changes the momentum of the game. And something I I watched that play over and over again because it's actually really interesting to watch because 
Taryn Johnson not only catches that ball and runs with it, but you'll notice there are a ton of players around him that don't even realize what's going on when he dashes through them. And at one point you see Lamar Jackson like running side by side with him and Trey White is so fast that he cuts in front of Taron Johnson, shoves Lamar out of the way in a gentle way. You can tell Lamar Jackson's like, I'm trying to get that ball, but I'm also not trying to get injured here. And I don't want to get a penalty too, just for whatever reason. (laughs) I get a penalty. (laughs) Oh my God, just don't don't, don't do hard. Yeah, so it, uh, it, it changed the whole momentum of the game. That and, you know, that and them being able to analyze how the Ravens are playing, how we're playing, how do we work with this crazy windstorm going on as well? And we, Josh Allen only had 200 yards and they were saying that it was, uh, they didn't give any credit to the, the, the Baltimore defense when they, when they won. And it, it was, uh, it was, it was just, oh, it was, it was the win. Lamar Jackson didn't do anything. Josh Allen was mediocre and, but he, his stats were still better than Tom Brady's, but Tom Brady was getting, oh, this is a Hall of Famer. This is this is that. So neither here nor there, Bob's going to be in the championship. Um, I got to ask, though, when we first won in 25 years, our first playoff game last week against the Colts, what were you more excited with that interception or winning that game last year? And what were your emotions like last week? <laughs> um, it, was, it was very emotional. It, it was very emotional. And you know what? That it was, it was made that emotionality. I don't know if that's a word. I just used it. Sounds good. We're going to rock it. Emotionality. Yeah, that emotionality. It was amplified by the fact that that last quarter was so stressful and so close because we didn't play that well that game. Like it, it was a nail biter. Um, and so for us to come on top and for us to win that game, that game that we were predicted to win, we thought we would win. And I think part of that is why it kind of fell apart is expectation um, because, you know, we can start feeling like, oh, it's no big deal. We're definitely going to beat the Colts. And then stuff happens because you have players that are wonderfully talented and human. And, and so, and that's why I love talking about momentum and talking about, things that happen that lift our spirits and really bring out the best talent in those players. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Uh, Bree, what do you think? What were you, what was going through your mind, your mentality when we won it? I mean, you're, I mean, you, you, you're relatively young, so you, you yeah. probably never seen a, a playoff win and you no. too, Jenny. And sorry, Mary, I probably shouldn't have brought that up. I'll go ahead and delete that part. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> See, I'm always, I'm always talking to a bunch of dudes about football and it's for once, it's actually refreshing to have, you know, women who know football and talk shop with. It's, it's really refreshing. I, I was alive for the last series of playoffs and uh, Super Bowl. We're, we're, I, I was just, we're, we're probably the same. I might be a couple years older. I'm 36 years old. I'm so 30. I might be a, okay. So we're same generation, same mentality. Elementary school. <laughs> I remember being in first grade and cheering, let's go Buffalo all the way to the Super Bowl. That's right. Like in first grade, I remember cheering that. And and Bree, who, you know, probably growing up with, with we, we, you know, our generation and American vouch that, you know, the Bills were powerhouses in the 90s. And then 
he went through 17 years of this drought. It's got to be difficult for, for like someone like Bria, a younger generation to come on board and be fans and stick with those fans when other teams are doing so well around us. So what were you, what were you thinking going through this uh, after this victory against the Colts, our first uh, playoff win last week against the Colts? Yeah, so I'm 20, so I've literally never experienced any good team, but my whole family and basically everybody I know has been a Bills fan since day one. So I've always watched them and like gone to games when I was little and that type of thing, but I've just never experienced a good team. But you guys all know how Bills Mafia is, and no matter good or bad, we're there to support them. So this season, based off how well we've been playing, I just kind of had the confidence in our team that we would win against the Colts, even though it wasn't that well played as a of a game in total but I just I had like a calmness when watching it and I don't know why because it wasn't that well played but I kind of knew we were going to pull through but I still think I was more excited when we had the interception this weekend than the win against the Colts just because I was like anticipating a win and I feel like our team is so dedicated and they want to win and they want they like know how much we love them I guess so they want to prove to us that they can do it. So I don't know. Overall, it's super exciting. And I just have like the confidence in them that they can do it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh like I said, that's why I don't I personally don't have a voice is because you know, watching these games and just <laughs> screaming at a television for yep. hours upon hours. Um, I can't watch games at my house because my neighbors come over every time, like knocking on the door to make sure that everything's okay. Uh, Mary, what was going through you, your mind? Because you, you were, you know, you you went to a playoff. You went to the greatest comeback game all time, Frank Wright Orchard Park against Houston Wildcard game. So, um, 1993, it was, it was one of the most exciting days of my life. But as far as this weekend's game go, that um, that interception and that re- 101 yard return was very exciting. It was much better for me than the Colts game the weekend before because the Colts game, I felt like they weren't, they didn't play as well as they did this weekend. So that was the type of play that is deserving of a Super Bowl team. And um, I felt like when they played the Colts, there were a lot of penalties in their favor and that helped them immensely. They didn't, they ended up playing well, but the, the game that they played this weekend was more, um, played well and well, the, matchups. Yeah. And the matchups are huge we had a better matchup with with the um the defense uh, versus the colts defense colts defense i was worried about them they were they were going to give us a hard time and you know we, this uh, last week was the first time our fans were in the stadium so all year we didn't have any fans and yeah. 6700 fans going first time you gotta have and some did nerves you hear, did you hear the noise coming from the stadium for this oh game, it was oh, they were crazy. They they couldn't get their plays called off because the fans were, and it was what, uh five percent or I don't know, but very low percentage of what the stadium can hold. And the noise those people were 10, making. Ten percent of the uh, pot, like I think yeah. it was rated at like seventy thousand, and only seven seven thousand were allowed to go to the game. Yeah, yeah. So it was crazy the amount of noise because you could hear it. You know, um, when they were trying to call their plays and they couldn't, they kept missing. It was, it was just awesome. I'm, because when I went, was in my teens and in my twenties and they were in their playoffs, we were called the, the 
fan base was called the 12th man on the field. So yeah. and it was our job <laughs> to make the noise so that the other team, the offense could not hear their plays being called. And we did it very well. And it was it was really amazing to hear the, the fans making that much noise. Well, we've yeah. got a lot, lot more football left, a lot more football left. We play uh, Kansas City, which with or without Mahomes, Jenny. What do you think about that? Did you watch that play? Were you watching the other, see yeah. what our competition was like? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I I mean, I, I will say I felt horrible when he went into concussion pro- protocols. I never, ever want to see a player get hurt. I don't I care what that they're on. Um, and so, and also, you know, I was thinking about this a lot because – you know, what can we hope for in this coming game? And, you know, it's easy to default to this very uh, defensive mode of, you know, we want the Bills to do well, but that's what we want. We want to focus on the Bills playing our best, not the Chiefs being at a disadvantage. Because we have faith in our team, because we have confidence in our players, um, and I, I know that we can beat Kansas City if we are focused, if we are on our game. And, you know, we may have to score a ton of points because we don't have that time in fourth quarter to just play a slow running game and run down that clock. Um, so I, I think that we can beat Kansas City, but it is going to take more than just talent. It is going to take motivation and believing that we can do it as cheesy as that sounds. No, I'm listen, I'm all on board. I don't want that asterisk. If I want to play somebody, I want them at their best. Yeah. That way there's absolutely no discrepancies going, Oh, we didn't have Patrick Mahomes or, you know, like when we beat the Patriots this year, Oh, we didn't have Tom Brady. That's why I would love to see Tom Brady in Tampa to beat him. So that would completely yeah. squash every single affiliation for what Patriots did all year. I also want to see our defense kick some serious butt because our we've always had these stars like these defense stars like we've got Trey White we've got you know our safeties your employer Michael Hyde we've got so many great defense players no oh, no Edmonds and they're so young they're all so young there was one point where our team was like 80% first and second year players uh that was like a few years ago and so it's amazing to see not only do players mature, but find chemistry and find a good balance and have just the right amount of understanding one another and knowing how to play with one another. And so I'm excited that they that these star players get to actually show what they can do. Yeah, yeah. And it's they're, they're so young, and we're gonna have these guys on a roster for years to come. So and this is this is turning out to be a beautiful story, being a it's a good time to be a Bills Mafia right now. Yeah, Just a great time. Yeah, um, and you know, and we also like this year, I feel like we've really seen Cole Beasley come out of his shell and really break barriers. We had high hopes for Cole Beasley. And I feel like this year we're really seeing him, especially in the later part of the season and John Brown and Gabriel Davis with all those pitches right on the sideline. And Gibbs is, is amazing, but Allen is throwing to so many players. And that is something that I'm proud of that we're not relying on one player or 
even three players. We're relying on the whole team. You're, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest player. Oh, I think Buffalo is a good example of that. 13 different people. I, all I need is one, one other person to, to break that record. The Bills, I think Bill's record on most, uh, most touchdowns to a, a, a person, a random person. And Josh Allen has, I think, 13, if I'm mistaken. So um, a couple of games back, there was a was a Taiwan Jones that dropped that catch in the end zone. That would have been that would have been the the, the breaker of the of that record. But mm-hmm. no. Bree, do you want to see Patrick Mahomes next week? I mean, yes, because I feel like it'll be a real like serious, tough competition if we have Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen on the field. I also think he will be playing just because if he's good, why would you not have him out there? And I feel like a big thing the Bills need to think about is just like the nervousness. I don't know if you guys caught it in the beginning of the Ravens game. I felt like Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen both just looked nervous and flustered on the field. So I feel like in the beginning, he just needs to like get his head directly in the game and know being nervous. Like we all know how well he can play and he just kind of needs to do it. And because he's good at what he does. There's no reason to be nervous, even if we haven't looked this good in 25 years. You know what, Brie? I, I was just thinking about how they actually have done these studies in psychology, and they found that athletes, if you ever watch an interview, whether it's in the Olympics, whether it's the NFL or you know the NBA, whenever they're interviewed by someone, the reporters always ask, the journalists always ask, are you nervous right before the game? They always ask this question. And athletes always respond in the same manner. They always say, no, I'm excited. Okay. And so it it is like, it's, but saying you're excited and being excited and and really embodying that are two separate things. Yes. You know, them being, uh, you know, some of the youngest QBs, they're all from that 2018 draft, which is amazing. I don't know if you guys remember that 2018 draft. I remember I was in a Bills bar, and when we picked up Josh Allen, I lost it. I lost my noodles. Are you kidding me? Everyone lost their noodles. The whole bar is like, (laughs) oh, you picked up the wrong Josh. I I was so against that. Like, no, we got the right Josh. We have the right Josh. He lost We're in Wyoming. He knows the weather and he's got a strong arm and he's going to get better. He's going to get better. Like, you know, like every time I hear that, like, right. I read about that. I think of the SpongeBob meme where he's like, you know, um, Oh yeah. They're all wrong. Josh. We all wanted Josh Rosen. You know, everyone want the majority. And I'm telling you, because I was in a bar filled with Bill's fans. Every single person in that bar really was banking on Josh Rosen. It's like, Josh, who? Like you don't see we have Josh friggin' Allen, who's amazing. And something else that I'm really excited for in this upcoming game is seeing two QBs with really strong arms. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is like a 98 on the Madden uh, rating for <laughs> arm strength, and he was upset about. I really yep. think Josh Allen can outdo him. Ball pass 100 yards. I just. I, he's so strong, man. Mary, what do you think? Do you think Josh Allen will win MVP? Yes, I do think he. I do think he will, and I think he's deserved it. I think he's worked hard and he's proved himself this year, and I think that he's earned it. And um, you know, got better. And I, yes, he has. He's he's a saint. He's Saint Josh. You know, to can we make that a thing? Wait, 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 no. Can we make that a thing, Saint Josh? 
He's got a good ring to it. St. John. Yes. So Jenny's like, I sense a song coming. I can tell you that I think that in seasons to come, things are only going to get better because the chemistry between Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs is something that I haven't seen since Kelly and Reed. So I think that as they play together, it's just going to excel. They're just going to exceed. You know? Both Hall of Famers. Both We're comparing present players to Hall of Famer studs. Jenny, yeah. how do you feel about Stefan Diggs and just that transaction of like, wait, Stefan Diggs is coming to Buffalo? Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm super proud of him, you know, because just like I, I was talking about chemistry, like he yes. have chemistry. They have an understanding. They both want to win. And, you know, they want to, to build each other up. And so it's been amazing to see him develop because he's in the right, he's in the right environment. It's like, you know, you take any person who's in the wrong career, they're going to be miserable. And then you put them in the right career and they're like, yes, all right, we'll get someone on the right team with the right person to pass to. Uh, you know, you can have the greatest quarterback in the world, but if they don't have a receiver to throw to, what do you have? You have a, a dude with a strong arm thrown into the wind. <laughs> and we're, we're very well set up to get, okay, this is a bold prediction, four 1,000-yard receivers next year. We're talking Stefan Diggs, John Brown, healthy John Brown. Beasley was only 30 yards away from – a thousand yards and Gabriel Davis. You got to watch out for that, man. He, he, he's coming just like uh, just a stud, just a diamond in the rough. And it's all starting with McWizard up there uh, being making, making these right draft picks and getting these guys, you know, the, the help that they need in certain areas. And Davis is like my sideline wizard. Like he's always, he's always like catching the ball and you're like, was that in? Yeah. <laughs> oh, just as he was coming out. Like yeah. careful orchestration. It's amazing watching so just the quick thinking that goes on in all of these players' minds just to get that ball another half yard forward. And it starts with coaching. It starts with the coaching. And so I got to ask Bree, are you happy Dable's not, not going to go? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the way it, the just everything is right now, it's working. So I'm not mad about any anything with the Bills right now, basically. And well, D- Dable, so Dable was applying for a head coaching position. And uh, I figured, I don't know if that was going to be a distraction for, you know, he's got a game plan for the Chiefs. And here he is taking, you know, doing these interviews with the uh, uh, the, head, the head coaching position, which he deserves it. He did read what he's done with Josh Allen and that offense. I think it, it, it's, he does deserve it. Uh, I'm just glad it just came out today that the uh, Chargers are going to be going a different route. And so we're going to have Dable for at least another year or so. Yeah. And I, think that's I don't know if you know this, Brian, but Brian D- or, uh, Dable is a University of Rochester graduate. So right. that's my alma mater. So. Oh, all right. All right. A little proud there. Go yellow jackets. By the way, the University of Rochester is a horrible football team. So they don't know if you were involved in our athletics, uh, maybe we could have used to support more of an acapella kind of university. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a, a fun fact that I learned on that Saturday game. 
<laughs> and so Jenny, when, when you were in just, I'm kind of going back and forth here. Um, when, when did you start singing? Were you like part of the choir or church group or uh, what was, what was your like beginning of your, of your, uh, your, your, your famous journey to become girl today? Um, so I, I sang in, in middle school and high school, I did all the plays and the choir I never really, you know, was a star or anything. I just kind of sang in the background. Um, but I actually remember my first achievement in singing was we always did these competitions. Uh, They're called NISMA competitions. And you qualify for all state choir or all Eastern choir. And I, I actually did really well on that. And I got into all state choir. I got into all Eastern choir, which was a huge deal at the time. And then when I went to University of Rochester, I went, I, I studied brain and cognitive science. That's what I got my degree in. Oh, wow. And, but I love to sing. And so I went over to Eastman and I actually got to study uh, voice over there. And then after I graduated, I got a scholarship to study opera and music in Vienna, Austria. Um, and then after that, I went out of town. <laughs> so you, you were, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love traveling, and so I actually moved to Spain for a year, and I learned Spanish, and I sang in a rock band in Spain. Yeah. And I was like, all right, why not? Let's do this. And then I got to sing in a late opera company, and I moved to New York City and, you know, tried performance there, and it, it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't – because when you are trying to make ends meet by performing – it takes all of the joy out of it. You're just trying to get a job, get a job, get a job. Um, so I actually was like, well, what do I want to do with my life? Well, I don't want to just sing or just be famous for the sake of being famous because who cares? I, I want to sing for a reason. and Leave an impact on the world, yeah. Yeah, I get, I mean, and, you know, this is this is my small little, you know, piece of it, but like, I, I get to bring joy to Bill's fans and be connected to Bill's fans. And, you know, that, that makes me happy in my life. And we're everywhere. We are absolutely everywhere. Yeah. Scotland, I've met Bill's fans. They want me to sing a song to their national anthem, which is an amazing national anthem. Maybe I'll do that one day. Um, we have a huge following in Germany. I have no way. Wow. Really? Yeah, it's like ten percent of my YouTube following is from nice. <laughs> and Sweden. Uh, so you know, shout out to all those fans that follow from Sweden and Scotland and uh, Mexico and Canada, of course. But Canada's not even you know a huge percentage of our following compared with all these other countries in the world. And I, I think that the Bills spirit is contagious even before we were, you know, having all these recent wins. And I, I thought of this earlier when you were talking about how, you know, like Brie, how can you be so excited about the Bills growing up without seeing them being a winning team? And I think that's the difference between the Bills and, you know, 95% of other teams. I yeah. live in New York City and I'm surrounded by tons of different fans from all over, but a lot of Giants fans and a lot of Jets fans. And I can tell you, if they're not winning, no one cares. Fairweather fans. We don't have that. It does not exist with Buffalo. 
Well, and part of it too is that there's there's just so much going on in the city that it's like, well, I'm not going to focus on football. I've got all this other stuff going on in my yeah. life. <laughs> We're in Buffalo, <laughs> in Rochester. We're just like not much to do. <laughs> Freezing, like I can't feel my face, so I'm gonna stay inside, have a drink, and watch some football. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds like a normal Tuesday. Just uh, well, drinking at least part of it, and well, obviously football coming up. It's- they managed to pick like the, one of the only days of the week that they don't play football games. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, like a typical Tuesday. <laughs> oh no, no more. Tu- we already agreed. Bills will never play a Tuesday game ever again. Yeah. Um, and that's that's that started our two game uh, losing streak against the Titans, who got pushed to Tuesday, and oh, which yeah. pushed the game to the Chiefs. Why we lost the Chiefs, which we could have beaten them. Us. Yeah, and um, so uh, I, I forgot what I what we said in the one of my previous podcasts, but no Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Nope. It was actually, it was like too much football and, and, you know, maybe people will hate me for saying that, but you know, by the time we were, we got to Tuesday, we're all like, all football out and just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> one day off and then you're back in on Thursday. Is it bad if I don't watch any other sport or any other teams, but Buffalo Bills? Oh, I, I, I watch all the, the NFL games, but I will say I don't, I can't. I can't watch any other sport the way that I do with the intensity that I do football. And even, you know, a lot of people love college football and I totally get it. It's a, it's a completely different and in different ways, very exciting game. But people ask me, Oh, do you watch college football too? I'm like, I don't have time to watch NFL football and college football. It's my investment of my time. Yeah, I had I had season tickets to the University of Miami. Uh, big Hurricanes fan, uh, but wife was like, "Okay, you got to pick one or the other: Buffalo Bills or Bills." I didn't. I didn't even have to ask. You know, I, I didn't even let her finish. But it's I had, you got to choose. It's a lot of time to be a fan of multiple different sports, and that includes college and NFL. Just as a different realm, different yeah. players, and more things. I'm under- singing a different. I'm singing a different tune. If I went to a college that had a big football team. So, <laughs> yeah, those, and you probably wouldn't be nearly as passionate following as, as the Buffalo community is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is how passionate us fans are. Lamar Jackson had concussion and you know what we did? Donated to his charity. <laughs> this hundreds like, of thousands of dollars. Man, Isn't that's that amazing. That is amazing. Little mafia. Yeah. We're everywhere, and it makes it just uh, it's it's a, it's good that people like that will start and just just represent us everywhere we go, and that's why people are like, you know, they're the best fans in the world. We're not we're not yeah the Eagles fans, and Eagles fans are probably the worst fans in the world. Like the worst, it's it's legit the worst. Um, Bree, you know some Eagles fans, right? I see you looking over there. Um, I was thinking more Jets fans because my school oh, yeah. is like an hour north of New York City. So I'm like surrounded by Long Island people, New York City and Jersey kids. And I have like a bunch of roommates and half of them are like Jets fans. Half are kind of Giants fans. But now they've all converted to Bills fans because they're the ones that are fun to watch. And they like the fan base. So they were saying we have like a big parking lot. I go to SUNY New Paltz. 
Um, but we have a big parking lot. And they said if the Super Bowl, if the Bills are in the Super Bowl, we're going to set up a projector and like a sheet for the screen. And then we're going to all wear Bills gear and tailgate. And I'm the only one who's actually from Buffalo here. So yeah, that funny. sounds epic. That sounds absolutely <laughs> epic. Mary, yeah. Mary's like, uh, I want to go. I actually, I get a lot of messages from people who say, oh, I'm, hey, I'm a Browns fan, but, you know, I'm rooting for you guys. Or, hey, yep. I'm every team. I get people that will message me and say, hey, I really love your team. I love your spirit. You guys are, are so much fun to watch. Um, so we have a lot of people and I respect that people have, you know, have their primary team of where they grew up and what, who they support. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hate on any fans or whoever they, yeah. they root for. Um, but I do like that people can choose like a secondary team to root for. How can you not choose the Buffalo Bills? Yeah. yeah. Everything that we've gone through. <laughs> but you know, Bill fans truly are the most loyal and it. It comes from, I mean, for me, as a toddler, the Bills games were blacked out. My dad watched or listened to the games every Sunday. And from my earliest memory, I remember in the fall raking leaves and having the radio on and listening to the Bills games. And, you know, they, they were always losing, but we never missed the game, you know. So it's it's just something that, and that's what I've been born. I've never swayed. Can, can you tell us, Mary? When you went to that comeback game, on a level of one it to like, make me want to cry. And well, well, did you did you have a couple of drinks to that game? Were you guys like, tell me like the atmosphere? Because yeah. um, well, I, I can't even imagine. I worked in a restaurant, and it was the funnest place to work. And we got together. We all went to one game a year, and when they went into the the playoffs we bought tickets and we all went together to that game and they were losing so bad in the third quarter. It was 35 to three. Jim Kelly was injured. He was out of the game. He didn't play. And um, everybody was leaving. The stadium was emptying out and Frank Reich was the quarterback. And um, I, I don't know if, how much you know about him, but he had a history of comebacks because when he played for Maryland, they he also um was responsible for the biggest comeback game in college history as well so yeah. and the two interceptions and it was oh my gosh it was just amazing and with every with every point they scored you know two um passes to Andre Reed um it the the excitement just grew and grew and grew. And it was just one of the best days ever. I mean, we were like, we're all here together. We're having fun. We're hanging out. Everybody's leaving. There's going to be so much traffic. We'll just stay and watch, you know, and that made the right call. And I, it was pandemonium. I mean, I've never seen people that excited and the security guards, because once you left the stadium, you couldn't come back in. People were fighting to get back in oh. to the game to see it. And, and they they just eventually they, they just gave up and people just started, you know, pouring in. And it was it was an AFC wildcard game. And they went to, they ended up going to the Super Bowl. So it Amazing. was one of the most exciting days of my life. 
and this was like pre-breaking tables, right? Before they started, because breaking tables is only a thing that just started pretty much. I think what, what 2017, I want to say, was the year we were starting. We we made our first playoff appearance in uh, in 17 years. And right. am I am I wrong? Does anybody know that breaking Jaguars? Yes, that was against the Jaguars. Yeah, and it was like Rex Bryant or Doug Marone was the coach. Doug Marone, yep, yes. Yeah, I think I, it was I, my senior year of high school because that, like, that's when everybody just started going crazy. When yeah. you graduate? Twenty eighteen. So it was like the fall. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. Like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I still, you know, uh, that was that was still one of my most memorable games. And just even though we lost that game, just being at that game um, or at in Jacksonville that weekend, it, it's the entire. I'm sure you guys read about this, but the there's a little strip in Jacksonville, um, like a riverfront area. I forget the name of it, but uh, there's probably like 13 bars, 15 bars, bunch of bars there, and it looked like a Chippewa, but in a little plaza. And every single one of them ran out of beer. Like we drink Jacksonville <laughs> completely dry, so um, it, that, that they were they were had to make a killing, and um, but the nicest strong people you'll ever meet, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, Florida people are a little weird down here. I think the nicest was that we went to the Tennessee game, and the, just Tennessee folks here, they they those guys are they're all very accommodating, and we pretty much took over Tennessee too. That was yeah. uh, don't travel deep. I would love to go yeah. in Nashville. That's a fun city. I it's it's uh, it's, a, it's an absolute blast, and um, it's football city. It's a football city. People love their football there, mm-hmm. and I, I love. We're we're gonna we're going next year. We're going next year. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna get a whole group of people just to meet up, and we'll have a we'll have a good old time. Um, but so guys, this brings me actually up into uh, the, the the closing hours of, of the show here. So once again, thank everyone for, for hopping on. It's such it's good having all multiple personalities on at once, sharing the the same love for a team. But uh, we've got a game to play. We got a game to play on 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 Sunday at six forty. So let's let's go ahead and go around the room. I'm going to start with Mary. Um, I want to hear what what you think that w- what we need to do to win and what your score prediction is for this game coming up, Bills versus Chiefs Sunday at 640. I think it's going to be a pretty equally matched game. So I think it's going to be a close scoring game. And I think um, I think we're going to do well. Um, I think sometimes when you get to the playoffs and that close to the Super Bowl, the nerves play come in to play and you see that that nervousness in the players when they're on the field. But I think that <clears throat> last week's game, we may have seen some nerves um, against the Colts, but this week I think they perform much better. And um, I think that they just need to um, stay with their passing game and keep the um, throttle on. Just keep let, going. Like, just let, St. Josh do his thing. St. Josh, I'm telling you, that's going to be a thing. There is nothing that man won't do to move that football. And he is not afraid to get injured. He's not, he will do anything he can to move that ball. And he will find anyone that's open. Um, I think the win was a big factor in the game last week as far as field goals in the passing, because the passing, there were a lot of overthrows. There were there were a lot of Kind of not so great. Passes. What's the wind, Mary? The wind. It was the wind. That's what I'm saying. Against so, the wind. Against the wind. Oh, there's I'll, the next I'll, song, right? There's I'll, the song. 
I'll leave the singing to Jenny. I yeah. He's so, still running. <laughs> yeah. What is what is your so what what do you think the Bills are going to win by? What's the score prediction? Oh, for me, um, I think it's going to be a fairly close game, and I don't think it's going to be um very high scoring. Um, I would guess um I'm going to go with twenty to fourteen Bills. Twenty to fourteen, and you're you're never wrong. You're the one who told me that Santa Claus doesn't exist, so therefore you are not a liar. Have you have you looked back? Yes, look back on your live um, podcast when you're doing your score predictions. I'm usually pretty close. You yes, know? you are. That's why I love you, Mary. <laughs> I don't know. That would be my guess. What do Bree, you- Bree, let's talk to me. What do you, what do you got going into this game? So I also think it's going to be really close, but I'm going to say like three points close. So I'm going to go with 17 to 20 Bills. 17? Wow, that's gonna be clean with Patrick Mahomes playing. Yes. And if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, um, then I think we'll be up by a little bit more. Then I'll go with mm, I'll say 23 to 17. Is that what is that what you said on your your oh, by the way, guys? I probably should have mentioned this. Bree actually <laughs> has a podcast. Um, and it's 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 really interesting. Uh, I listened to a couple of shows, and um, Bree, is that what you said on your show last last episode? Um, I, so I'll post on Thursday this week, so I haven't given it yet, but, um, I talked a little bit about chiefs versus bills. Cause I had a feeling that would be the game that's happening. I said it would be close, but I didn't give a score prediction yet. So it'll probably still be the same in a couple of days. So you need to listen to, uh, Brie, where can they find you, Brie? So it's called chick from the seven one six and it's on basically all major platforms, um, Apple and Spotify and yeah. <laughs> good good stuff and brief for buffalo fanatics um she will not tell you the score of the game unless you listen to her show thank you Bree. <laughs> and last but not least miss jenny bill's girl yeah i'm, I'm gonna go with an angel and you know i mentioned how i think that the bills are gonna have to score a lot of points to overcome kansas city and you know you like i mentioned you've got two amazing quarterbacks that are going to be chucking that ball down the field um, I think we're going to see a lot of Hail Mary passes. I think that also we are going to see a diversity of players that, that that Josh Allen's going to have to throw to to kind of lighten that pass-catching load off of Diggs. So, you know, we're going to see the ball thrown to Beasley, to John Brown, to Gabriel Davis. Um, you know, we talked about we don't have much of a running game this week. You know, Zach Moss is out. Um, so I'm going to go in the other direction and say it's going to be a very high scoring game. And the Bills win 40 to 37. All right. So it's going to be a shootout in Arrowhead Stadium. And <laughs> You know, the, the weather is going to be very similar to what it was. It's going to be uh, in the in the mid-30s, I believe, with chances of snow in Arrowhead. And they have an open, open stadium. Okay, if it snows, it's not going to be a high-scoring game. But <laughs> And, you know, it's uh, – and Arrowhead is they, – they, listen, I got to give those guys props because the Chiefs I've, – I've been out to Kansas. And those guys are – there's so many hard, die-hard Chiefs fans out there. And their stadium gets pretty loud. Um, I don't know if you ever heard it, but they're they're one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL. So depending on what, how many fans they can get in, they have a lot of people. Like I, I, I remember I watched the the last game with the Chiefs and the Browns. And I was really pulling for those. Oh, yeah, 
for those brats, but <laughs> I, I was floored by the amount of people in their stadium. So yeah, it's going to be loud. And I think that if it does snow, one, we're going to be in our element because Buffalo, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but also I think we're going to see Josh running the ball a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, we could be playing in volcanic volcanic activity. Josh Allen will still get Josh Allen stats. We just uh, need our line to protect him. <laughs> we we just got to make sure he's okay. That's it, because we want to yeah. see him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, protect that so, uh, guys, my prediction for this game is going to be very simple and short and sweet because we did what we had to do against Lamar Jackson, stopped him. He only had 170 yards and like 40 yards rushing. Where did he go? Where's Lamar Jackson going? Nowhere but the doctors. Sorry to say, but it's true. Oh, um, that's so bad. <laughs> dark, Brian. That's real dark. I know. That's so much, it sounded so much funnier in my head, but um, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> Well, gee, the the Chiefs, listen, they might not even be able to play Patrick Mahomes after watching that game. And honestly, if the if he plays, if Patrick Mahomes plays, the NFL obviously does not care about player safety. They don't care. They care about ratings. Simple as that. You don't see, I mean, Josh Allen got up right off the field when he had a concussion. And within five days, he got out of his five-step concussion protocol. And here's Patrick Mahomes, who physically needed to be lifted off the ground because he couldn't stand on his own two feet. Um, I just I just don't think he's going to be ready. And if he's playing, that's going to be scary. And I don't think the NFL, like I said, doesn't care about player safety. That said, we're going to be playing Patrick Mahomes, and the Buffalo Bills are going to beat them. They're, they're not going to do much. They're going to – they barely beat us without Milano, okay? They barely beat us last time we played. It was, you know, a couple errors, penalties, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, Bills are winning this game. Bills are going to be winning this game because we're healthy. We're on fire. We're going championship game saying, guys, you know what? You guys should have lost against the Browns last week. Simple as that. But we're going to beat you now in your own stadium in front of all your fans. And Buffalo Buffalo Mafia might even show up like they normally do. I want to see how much of that those fan base at that stadium is of Bills Mafia. Because we're going to beat them. We're going to punch them in the teeth. Um, hope Mahomes can... You know he can he can play play. It'd be really nice, and I wish nothing but the best. But I I do believe that we're we're gonna be facing him, and we're gonna beat them. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say 35 to. Uh, I'll, I'll give them 17 points. One one two touchdowns and a field goal. Their our defense is on fire, and that's that's just the way it's gonna roll. We're gonna win. I really hope Mahomes does play because I don't want anyone saying the Bills only won because he was out. Exactly. Yeah. Don't want that asterisk. I don't want that. We already got the asterisk because of it's, you know, the whole COVID season. Um, and it just, we, we don't want excuses. We don't, you know, like Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl, but he also cheated. So that's an asterisk. I don't want an asterisk. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So um, guys, this is uh this is, this was a fun show. Thank you so much for all hopping on. Um, I want to go say bye to everybody individually, but I'm going to start with uh, Jenny, aka Bill's girl. If you don't, you you got you you were living. Listen, it, you don't have internet service, and you must do nothing but not look. Or do you know what internet is? If you don't know what Bill's girl is, um, Jenny, can you, can you tell us where can we find you? Tell the listeners where can we find you? Um, uh, charities that you're working with. Let's just let's just end this show with with uh, Jenny telling us a little bit uh, more about her and where we can find her. 
Yeah, sure. So I would say, you know, I've the most people following on Facebook. So just go to Bill's Girl or Bill's Girl Official. I'm also on Instagram and you can actually find all of my songs because it's hard to find them all on Facebook at this point um, on YouTube. So you can look up the Bill's Girl YouTube channel and you can find their songs dating back to 2016 and 17 and 18 and 19 and 20. So uh, there's a lot of really fun stuff in there. So I would love to uh, welcome you all into my, my family. Um, we have a lot of fun and this is a lot of fun today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, thank you. And she's an avid dog lover. We all love dogs. So, oh, oh my God. <laughs> thank you so much for hopping on. It was a lot of fun. Um, Brie, where can we find you? So, all Besides my everywhere. <laughs> all my basically, my usernames are Brie Angelina on Twitter and Instagram. And then I have a Facebook. I don't use as much, but the name is just Bill's Chick Brie. And then my podcast is Chick from the 716, like I said. And that's pretty much everywhere. And you're dropping every Thursday? Every Thursday. Brie, 7-1 Chicks, uh, Buffalo, part of the Buffalo uh, Fanatics Podcast Network. So it's uh, definitely check us all out. We're a bunch of talented, uh, crazy, fun-loving Bills fans. So And from all for, over. And from all over, exactly. Uh, yeah. so thank you for hopping on, too. And um, Jenny, you are my favorite, but this is my Aunt Mimi. <laughs> my favorite for last, yeah, Mimi. Thank you so much for hopping on my show. So whenever, welcome. whenever I, uh, I I share something on online, you, you're you're gonna be like, no, that's my nephew. <laughs> that's right. I always share everything. I'm out. Yep, trying to get you, trying to get you out there. Well, and you can find me on the couch recovering from ankle surgery. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> Find her. That's that's the at sign. The couch. Can, can we make that a thing? At like like jo like Saint Josh at the couch. Yes. Yes. That, yes. No, I had so much fun, and thank you for including me because you know the I've just been a Bills fan for all of my fifty years, and um, I have so many great memories with Grandpa. You know, watching the games, listening to the games going to the games and you know this year has just been great it's been a great year to be a bills fan it's been a long time coming and i've had fun talking about it so Absolutely. thank you for including me yeah oh i love you Aunt mary thank you for hopping on um brie Jenny, thank you guys for hopping on. Hope you guys have fun. Uh, my show is a little uh, unorthodox. We just they say we just go around and just chit chat and have a little fun. We don't, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a official. I'm just just breaking tables. Thank you for breaking pretty, tables with me, guys. Pretty tame tonight. Pretty tame tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, after this weekend and my, me not having my voice, so um, yeah. Guys, thank you so much for hopping on. This is Brian, Breaking Tables. Check us out, Buffalo Fanatics. Boom. We're the best fans in the world. Bye-bye. Go, Bills. Good night. Go, Bills. Good night, ladies.